Welcome to the Energy Upgrade Podcast. Hey, I'm Vanessa, and I'm obsessed with all things health, energy, entrepreneurship, motherhood, and living my best life. I'm here to give you actionable steps in reclaiming your energy and reconnecting with your power. I'm a certified integrated health practitioner and kinesiologist. I spent the past decade with a focus on skin health and age prevention while co-founding a network of medical aesthetic clinics on the west coast of Canada. After healing myself from burnout, mold, heavy metal, and all the things, I'm back to my passion for health optimization, and I'm lucky enough to coach high-achieving women just like you in finding their energy and life force back transforming their life so they can step into the highest version of themselves has energized me and inspired me to bring to life this podcast. Here, I'll talk about detox, lifestyle, mindset, supplements, breathwork, parasites, (laughs) and everything in between. I know you're so busy, so I keep it under 30 minutes. Thank you for being here. Cozy up and let's get started. Your energy is your life force. You want to be able to magnetize your wildest dreams. A liver detox is the fastest way to start healing. You can and you will. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Energy Upgrade. This is Vanessa, your host. And today I have a special guest for you, one that I hope will have the same effect on you that she has on me. Every time I speak with her, my entire nervous system is in a happy place. My entire body calms down and ah, it feels so good. I'm talking about no other than Kelly Carpenter, who has been coming into my teaching programs as an expert to lead the women in my healing coaching into breath work. And so today, I've asked Kelly to come in and chat all things emotional overwhelm. You know, when you feel just stuck, overwhelmed by all these emotions that are bubbling up, you're not too sure where they're coming from, why they're here. And so Kelly is going to help us unpack that, understand truly what is happening in the body and not in the mind, and really trying to give safe passage to these emotions out of the body so that we can create more space so that we can receive. It's a beautiful conversation that I hope will be very insightful. We tried to make it very, um, very oriented on how, how you can get unstuck, how you can stop the self-sabotage, how you can stop really feeling like these things are holding you down and take more control over your body because your body keeps the score. Now, let me give you a little bit more information on Kelly and how amazing she is. She truly holds so much wisdom. Every time I speak to her, it's it blows my mind. Now, Kelly is no stranger to mind, body, and spirit awareness. She first started practicing transcendent meditation at the age of six. Can you imagine? Kelly is now a Chopra Center Certified Transcendent Meditation Instructor, Conscious Relationship Uncoupling and Parenting Coach, and Conscious Connected Breathwork Facilitator, Mentor, and Trainer. 
She is also a published author, has studied with Gabor Maté, and is the founder of both The Other Side of Average, Therapy for the Soul, and the TASA Method, which we're going to be talking about in today's episode. Kelly is trained, mentored, and guided, guided over 100 breathwork facilitators and organized and supported five breathwork retreats, graduation training events. Kelly's commitment to conscious living has allowed her to raise three beautiful children with mindfulness, overcome limiting self-concepts, heal her body of disease, and accomplish pain-free childbirth. With over 40 years of meditation experience, her goal as a transformational coach is to help you learn and master the three most essential tools that help align you with your soul's purpose your essential nature, and the truest expression of yourself, all whilst healing and transcending past resentments and stories that have kept you stuck and in pain. It is then that you experience the miracles and fulfillment of life in every moment and embody the presence to hold sacred space for others to evolve beyond their story. Yes, I hope you feel this as much as I do. And that's really what we're going to be talking about today. So buckle up, grab yourself a cozy blanket, maybe, or if you're driving, try to really focus on her voice. She just has this frequency in her voice that is just so calming and nurturing. And buckle up for the ride, my friends. I hope you will enjoy as much as I enjoyed recording this episode. Now, let's meet Kelly. Okay, well, hello, beautiful Kelly. Welcome to the Energy Upgrade. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm so honored to be here, Vanessa. Yeah. Oh, Kelly, we've had the pleasure of actually, funny enough, meeting into a business coaching container where we first started exchanging on our businesses and, you know, our struggles and challenges as entrepreneurs. And, um, and then eventually I was like, Ooh, I think you need some of the work that you offer to the world because you, you are almost like a body whisperer. That's how I like you, you have the way of bridging the mind and the body and really diving in and leaning in. And there is something that you always say, um, what is unhealed repeats. And for me, that's really the work that we did together was really about reconnecting, listening, feeling what was in my body and understanding where that was coming from so that I could heal and actually stop the patterns and the narratives. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hold so much wisdom. Do you want to quickly share your story, because you also have a beautiful story. Mm, Yeah, thank you. Oh, my story. Well, I mean, there's so many different aspects of my story. And, you know, I often start with when I was six, my mom was really struggling. She was going through a messy, manipulative divorce. She had her own mental, emotional challenges And, you know, because of, you know, a lot of conflict between her and my father, you know, there was a lot of trauma, a lot of dysfunction. And when she was struggling and went to get help, she just took me along as well, because that help was transcendent meditation. My mom was a bit of a seeker. And so I grew up with meditation and meditated just because I was told to meditate. Mm 
And my mom, you know, like many things, we don't understand the impact it has until much later. And, and my, my mom had many different levels of struggle. She was married three times, you know, lots of different dysfunction, lots of chaos, lots of, you know, different, um, what we might call trauma in, in my past. But what meditation gave me was this ability to see I wasn't what happened to me this ability to see that I wasn't the thoughts I was thinking, mm -hmm. this ability to see that the cause of my strife or my suffering wasn't actually something outside of myself. It was my living and reliving what was going on on the inside. And I often use Gabor, which is um, Gabor Mate, which is one of my mentors, a quote of his. And the quote is, trauma isn't what happens to you. It's what happens inside of you as a result of what happens to you. And so I lived that quote as a teenager that I had the ability to see, but I still didn't know how to integrate it. I didn't know how to like actually break the cycle. I could see that the cycle and the story, and that it wasn't really about the events that happened, but I still didn't have some of the other elements that's really needed in order to break the cycle. And so the work that I do now from my own experience of life is, yeah, how do we really embody um, that authenticity? You know, how do we experience our true self, live undefined from all of those things that define us and have defined us? And I've also raised three children with all of this work. And yeah, this is just... You are like the mom I look up to. It's just so powerful and beautiful how you've been able to really integrate this work for yourself, but also radiate it in your family. And it's super inspiring. Mm -hmm. um, you always say also that our issues are in our tissues. And I love that because me being such a high performing, high achieving woman, I ran most of my life into almost this like wounded masculine energy where I was doing to feel seen, to feel worthy, to feel like I belonged, like I mattered. And of course, when you're in that mode, I, I didn't know at the time, but I was operating mainly in my head, you know, mm -hmm. letting my thoughts define me, like you mentioned. And, um, and when you start realizing that, no, it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. It's, so, and when you start listening and paying attention to the, what the body is doing, whether it is, I didn't have chronic pain, but I know we've had common clients where now we've been able to help them, you know, really push through and shed that chronic pain from like decades and decades because the body is holding so many messages. And when we finally allow ourselves to lean in and listen, oh, Oh, and it was like the work I did with you, it was, was transformative and so powerful. And I, I share this with you, but in such a short amount of time, I feel like I had more progress than in the 10 years of therapy I, I had done. And that's because you forced me to ask myself, how old is this ache? How, have you felt this before? And wow. Anyway, I don't want to divulge too many of, of your, 
your wonderful secrets, but it's, it's still to this day, it's with me. I think of you all the time. Every time I have these little flare flare ups, instead of thinking the worst or thinking that my body's breaking down and thinking that, you know, having that victim mindset, I have that radical responsibility and those tools to be like, wait a minute, what, what is this? What is going on? Why am I triggered right now? How old is this? Mm-hmm. So powerful. And, you know, really, you know, you, you say the body whisper, or I've been called the white witch, or, you know, so many different <laughs> names. And it's really just this deep, deep trust that I have in mm-hmm. the wisdom in your body and the wisdom in pain and the wisdom in suffering. You know, that Rumi quote, the wound is where the light enters us. Mm-hmm. There is wisdom in it. And the only way out is through mm-hmm. like going to the center of it. And because I trust it that much, I can hold that space of really seeing you and trusting you and the wisdom in the body in a way that then you can start seeing you and trusting you. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's just this beautiful merger of, of, you know, your, surrender and (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know to to that that listening and you know it's that holding it's it's where you and I meet is where really the magic is because of the wisdoms in you but I get to you know be that support to help you find it in you exactly and you you have come up with um like your own method through all these years of working with clients and holding retreats, and you're also a breathwork facilitator and teacher. Um, you do so many things, but you, you've come up with this, almost like this method um, to explain, like, how do we get stuck? And how do we have these stuck emotions that crystallize in the body and how to be able to have awareness so that we can actually dissolve and release them? Do you want to take us through some of that? Because it was so enlightening for me when I first heard you talk about that. Yeah. So I work with what I call the TOSA method. Um, And TOSA was the acronym um, of my business name, which is the other side of average. And really because it was just so average as in, all the family drama and the dysfunction and, you know, chaos, um, but meeting life on the other side of what's average, you know, how do we lean in? How do we integrate these? How do we receive? Because I, I really believe that all obstacles are doorways mm-hmm. to that wisdom. So the toss method, I won't go too much into that. Um, but it's like just a radical five layer approach to what it actually means to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. you know, to the purpose of suffering is to find its cause. And the cause, you know, is always, well, actually it's, you know, the, the, I'll talk about the three ways in which we suffer, and then we'll go into the five parts of emotional overwhelm. So yeah. the three ways in which we suffer are, and if we think of everyone's heard the, you know, the mind, body, soul connection, right. And we can't separate it. It's actually one organism. And yet, if we, you know, look at it, we've got the mind and so much of us are defined in the mind and we're actually stuck believing the thoughts that we're thinking, or we think we are those thoughts. That's the first way we suffer. Then we've got the body and most of us weren't taught to feel. 
You know, we had big emotions, maybe as children that were, ooh, that I not show those emotions. Many people had households where, you know, emotions weren't safe, you know? So all of us learn, need to learn how to feel again and to listen to the messages that our body has from us. We've been given so much emphasis to what we know and, you know, and less to what we feel Mm -hmm. and really trusting, you know, the body's felt sense. That's, and, and we're avoiding that pain and vulnerability that's been stuffed down for a while. So that's the second way in which we suffer. First is believing the thoughts we're thinking. The second is, um, we are avoiding this pain and vulnerability in the body. And the third is we're disconnected from source, Mm -hmm. from the divine, from our spiritual intelligence, from our soul. There's many different words. If words I use don't suit, there's other ones that you can add in there. And our body is the access point to that, which is bigger than the body, bigger, bigger than our physical experience. So we're human beings. We have this beingness and these human experiences. And, you know, when we can get compassionately curious and use inquiry to unravel these beliefs that we've been, you know, believing for a long time, when, you know, we can get into the body, which is when I use breath work a lot to get into the body, to start feeling again, and using more meditation or stillness or the practice of silence to connect to that, which is bigger than the body. Mm-hmm. And so those are the three sort of areas in which I work, which are a very holistic approach to healing. And so if we were talking about the body and the emotions, um, I often talk about what, you know, five parts to emotional overwhelm or five parts to reactions or triggers or stuckness. And I know, you know, when we're in it, it feels like one big ball of mess. Like it's all consuming. And I'm sure you and me and everyone listening has had an experience where it's just feels like one big ball of mess. Mm -hmm. And yet there's actually five parts. And so when we start using, you know, some of these, well, first of all, the understanding and awareness of these five parts, but, you know, start using what I call this somatic inquiry process to really lean into all of the parts. There's a clarity. There's, you know, one of the things I always say is that there is no problem that exists without the answers to it simultaneously. One doesn't actually exist without the other. But if we're in this big ball of muck, it's hard to see, right? The clarity, it's hard to see the solution, the answer, the way through, or the truth in it. And so when we can understand the five parts and start using a process to unravel them, that's when that clarity, you know, comes on the other side. And can you, I'm sure you'll talk about those five parts, but can you navigate that? on your own do you think yeah absolutely um you know part of the toss a method that five layer approach to ending suffering one of the steps and stages is conscious support mm-hmm. um i really you know if we could have done it on our own we would have right mm-hmm. there's a few things about conscious support and i use conscious the word conscious very consciously 
because when I was 19 and I had this awareness, I wasn't my story. I went to a counselor, right? Someone that's a professional is going to help me because I was experiencing suffering. And when we go, we tell our story, but the old clinical or therapeutic approach is that we are our story. We're the worst thing that's ever happened. The worst thing we've ever do done, um, we're broken. And so when I went for my first session and I'm, you know, telling my story, she saw me as my story. And I was like, oh, this doesn't feel good. Like she can't see that I'm not oh. this pain. Yeah. And so I use the word conscious support very consciously mm -hmm. because there's a very big difference between conscious support and unconscious support. Ones who can't really see you. Yeah. Um, so the answer to your question, can we do this on our own? Initially, we probably need to be held and guided through the processes. And yes, this is a process that you can use in inquiry, you know, that you can do it in a self-reflective way. You can do it in a, a journaling way. You know, really the only thing that's needed is for you to be really present to the moment and the willingness, this compassionate curiosity, you know, to what might arise. I always say, with inquiry, the most important thing is the inquiry, not the answers. Because every time we layer through, we're going to get different levels of answers. So this willingness to meet the unknown and to allow the understanding and what wants to be known to arise. Mm -hmm. And when it's really big, big and we're in that, it feels a bit sticky, you know, it feels a bit stuck, then usually we need to be held. So it's a little bit yes and yeah answer to your question sure. yes we can do it on our own and conscious support is actually also absolutely needed you know and part of that is the the wounds that happened happened in a relational container so healing also happens in the relational container mm. but as we're held in this you know deep place of healing then we can start holding ourselves and then that's actually when and only when we can really hold another yes Oof, love it yeah. okay so should we dive into five parts yes the emotional mm -hmm. stuckness because i know a lot of us can relate to that mm -hmm. where do we where do we begin yeah so always we begin with the body that would be that number one place and if any of the other steps are a bit uncertain, if all we ever did was stay with the body, that would be enough. And just so, that is like very mm -hmm. novel. Yeah. In yeah. the sense that most of us are walk, walking around in life, not even being aware that we yeah. have this vessel, this container holding so much information and power. Yeah. Because again, as a, in the past, we're avoiding pain and vulnerability because we weren't taught to actually feel. Yeah. So the body is a storehouse of everything that's ever happened to us. Our body feels emotions before we do. Mm -hmm. It actually has a lot of early warning signs. But as you just mentioned, so many of us aren't listening, aren't paying attention uh, until our body needs to absolutely shout to get our, you know, to say, like, hey, <laughs> and until we can't actually avoid it any longer. And we don't want to get to that point. You know, the body has so much wisdom. Um, yeah. So the body is number one. Can I pause? That can be, yeah. I don't want yeah, to yeah. break your, no, no, go ahead. I just feel like for people listening, I want to really ground this because 
you may be thinking, okay, you know, what does that even mean? <laughs> but your body is speaking to you. And maybe I can share one small example from, from me when we worked together. I don't know if you remember this, but I had like this sharp pain in my spleen. And I was like, and I remember on the day that we had one of our session, I was like, oh, do I bring it up? It, it probably has nothing to do with that. And I just brought it up anyway. And you you pull this big book and you're like, spleen, okay, wait a minute. And then you were like, and you started reading all the things that are related to spleen. And you're like, oh, are you holding on to some resentment right now? Do you have some frustration that hasn't been processed? And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. And it's it, it was mind blowing to me that it all went away. And I had been feeling that sharp pain for weeks but I knew it wasn't something I needed to go to the hospital for yeah. but probably old me would have been like oh my god I need a CT scan an MRI I need all the blood work I need to figure out what this is I need to control this time I was I stayed curious because I also realized I had felt this before many times mm -hmm. um and wow this was like it was like earth shattering for me because I like not only that the pain go away, but now from time to time, it will come and like say, say hello. And I can really diffuse it and I can just lean into it, listen to it and just feel what needs to be felt yeah. um, or do a breathwork session. And it just like moves through me and it, wow. So I just want to say, um, you know, wh whether it's like a low back pain, a shoulder pain, a knee a knee pain, something that keeps repeating. Um, I don't know what else. I'm sure you've seen it all, but it, it can literally yeah. anything. So I just wanted yeah. to pause there because I think it's important. Yeah. And, you know, and I mean, and, and I just want to add for anyone who's listening, because I know you have the experience, but I just, in case anyone here heard it in, in a different way is, you know, like there was the book, but head knowledge, yes, it's not not going to actually give us any integration. So it's not so much about reading something from the book, although that's a great starting point. But then what we did is we went deep into the body and accessed the body's wisdom because I, I see this as another area of what I might call unconscious support is therapists or you know healers or reiki people saying well what i see in your body is and mm -hmm. telling you and then it's just head knowledge it's not like an actually integrative experience but when it comes out of you when your body accesses that wisdom then integration happens and then you experience the completion of a cycle or in in a really large way as far as you know maybe chronic pain that's been there for a long time um, but if, even if it comes back, you have this deep experience of the wisdom that's held there. So then you have now these tools, not from a knowledge standpoint in the head or intellectual standpoint, but these you know tools to lean in and like this lived experience of being able to lean in and, and gather the wisdom from the body. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. about the book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although that's like, it is, I've used it all the time because there's lots of great things, but it's not the, it's not the know. piece that's that integrative piece. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. keep going body, feeling the body's number one. 
Yeah. And then even just to, you know, to add, because what you said was good, like, what does that mean? That is a, a, a you know, um, a legit uh, inquiry. Um, and it's just the physical sensations, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, I, I run retreats twice a year and I had someone at my retreat in Barcelona and she was like, I am so removed from my emotions. You know, I, I just don't even know how to feel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking about the body and just being with the body. The physical sensations are enough. That is the starting point. So even if, ooh, this step two, which is emotions, just seem like way too much. That's why, you know, the body is that first and always the returning point even is the body. Mm-hmm. And everyone has access to some physical sensations, even if it doesn't go very far, you know, like I've worked with people that for the first number of sessions, they can't get past their shoulders. Like they literally can't feel the rest of their body. It just feels numb, Mm -hmm. but just staying with that is enough. And within like four sessions, they can feel their toes, you know, like it's, it's just, the body is the access point. The body is the starting point. The body is the returning point, you know, to all of it. So true. And I, it's like, even in my training as a health coach, we didn't really talk about this, but it's something I've picked up from my own experience and from seeing others, you know, when they, when they're healing at a physical level is not happening, it's usually because we're still trying to make sense of it in the head with our mind, with our thoughts. And Mm -hmm. not until do we allow ourselves to feel, can we actually get through it? Like you said. And, you know, there's so many points we could go. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) But then to, you know, to add it to that is, you know, we start getting out of our heads and as you just articulated and into our body and we feel things then what happens is for a lot of people, then we go from the body, jump up to the mind and we make it mean something. Mm-hmm. But actually our body feels things without the need to know why. And that's when we allow ourselves to not know, because again, we spent so much time in this value system of needing to know things that we have a really hard time letting ourselves not know things. But if we just stay with like, for example, we might feel like mm, that doesn't feel right. I don't know why. Yeah, those gut feels that intuition. Yeah, well, I'll I'll go deeper into that. Yeah, so the felt sense is like, I just don't, you know, it just doesn't feel right. Or, you know, it just doesn't feel right. And then we jump up, we make it mean, it must mean X, Y, Z, and we start this whole story and this whole narrative. But if we just actually allowed ourselves to trust that, then we drop deeper Sorry, I don't know if you can hear my dog okay. in the background. We drop deeper if we let ourselves be in the unknown and just trust the body. And that's when we drop deeper into a knowingness that lives more on that intuitive, soul connected, you know, place, wisdom that is beyond our years. And so it's this this beautiful um, you know, connection between all of these parts of our body, but uh, you know, our, our entire, uh, sorry, beingness and, you know, our, our heart and soul can make sense of things that our mind will never be able to make sense of. Oh, we need yeah. to hear this more and more and more. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like we, this yeah. is the kind of thing that we need to learn in school. Like this yeah. is so foundational. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, releasing the, the need to know that's like, where do you even begin? So like trusting the heart, the soul, just staying in that, in that feeling, in that vibe, in that energy. Mm-hmm. How many kids in school, we were some of those kids that were confused <laughs> and uncertain, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, imagine a school system where that was allowed just to be uncertain. Yeah change everything yeah we we would see less prescriptions (laughs) yeah yeah that's a whole other rabbit I know (laughs) okay number two (laughs) the second the second part is emotions yeah and we have more reactive type emotions and then deeper truer emotions and there is not an emotion um, that isn't there to be validated not one emotion is bad or wrong or anything. All emotions are there to be held and seen and allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the third part is the narrative and it's the meaning we've attached to things. It's the thoughts that are filling our mind that we're believing. It's the deep core beliefs that, you know, we've attached to, it's the conditioning and the emotions are there to be validated, but the narrative is never to be justified. It's pretty much if those thoughts are there and we think that that's truth, there's a different level of truth. So it's learning to unravel and tease that out. You know, you mentioned me asking you, how old is that? Mm -hmm. or if that emotion had a voice what would it say so we want to tease out the narrative but from a compassionate curious place of you know using inquiry to unravel deeper levels of truth because the narrative will keep us cycling through the pain and the stuckness and the suffering forever sometimes at this point because that's the narrative is number three so the first is the body the emotions, and then the narrative. Sometimes I kind of talk about feelings, which are in between the emotion and the narrative. Feelings are things like, I feel abandoned, or I feel betrayed. And they also are there to be validated. Like, yeah, I'm really, like, I I, I do feel betrayed. But we want to go deeper, because if we want to end the cycle, we have to, again, separate the parts, really validate the emotion and not buy into the story and something like a betrayal or abandoned is a little bit of both it has if we go deeper into it it will have a true real raw emotion that's there to be felt it also has an an assumption or a presumption to it so it's got part of a story and part of an emotion in it so it's there to be validated but we definitely want to go deeper So it might be that, you know, maybe we have like, I don't know, abandonment issues because when we were four four years old, our dad, you know, went away to work and we felt abandoned, Mm -hmm. right? And that's the assumption, the meaning we attached to it when we were four years old. What was actually underneath that? It was that maybe I was scared. Maybe I was really sad. 
you know, and those are the emotions when we get into them in the body and we actually allow safe passage, we are releasing them cellularly, mm. you know, out of our, our system. So just a, a note on what sometimes I call feelings being in between that emotion and that narrative. Yes. And then the fourth is the need. So all of it is covering up a true unmet need from our past. So I don't know, that four-year-old whose father went away to work, you know, what was she really needing at that time? Right. Or, you know, us as, and usually if we're working with child parts, it's whatever the child needs, we also need as an adult. Yes. But, you know, it's looking at what do I really truly need right now? Or maybe in, if we're working with a child part, you know, within that structure, you know, what did she need? And knowing it's really the same. And how many of us spend our lifetime trying to get our needs met from outside of us, mm-hmm. trying to fill a void from a true, a true need, you know, that's in there somewhere, but trying to fill it from out here, which will never happen. It could have happened when we were kids, right? Because we really, conscious support is a thing, and especially when we're children. However, now as adults, we are the only ones that can truly meet that need. So when we really get really clear on what we truly need and how to meet it, which is a very important second part to that, and we start meeting it, what happens is we feel filled up on the inside. We take other people and other things off the hook. So then life actually comes towards us to support us in what we truly need. But until then, we all have experiences of, you know, these unmet needs that are swirling around and they come out and, you know, if they're in the unconscious, they come out needy, manipulative, passive aggressive, which is never really going to fulfill that need. Right. So when we do it really consciously and we decide to meet those needs and that can be even asking for support with those needs, but, but we're being responsible for those needs that we, yeah, like I said, we take other people off the hook. And then the fifth is that's when we really get to receive. We stand more in our wholeness. That could be reclaiming our sexuality, reclaiming our voice. That could be standing in our authenticity. There's some sort of gift that comes out on the other side of really unraveling these five parts, this ability to lean into what's right here in the moment. And you mentioned something earlier. I can't remember if it was, you know, pre or recording or not, but, you know, one of the foundational principles that I always, you know, operate under is life is always happening for us and through us, not to us. So 100% of the time, these sticky edges, these stuck places, these challenges in life are nothing more, or in our body, nothing more than life um, supporting and nudging us because something wants to be received. Something wants to be understood. You know, we're here to stand in our wholeness. And these, you know, for a barrage of reasons we have these unintegrated fragmented you know wounded parts of us that are there to be held and honored and acknowledged but brought back into wholeness Mm -hmm. yeah 
it's so powerful. I don't even know what else to add or what <laughs> else to say, but it's, it's uh, this method that you've created. It, it's really, it's really potent, you know, and I just love how it ends mm. because that's the thing is every time we go through these difficult times, there's always a, a reason, you know, and trusting that it's happening for for us. Yeah. And, you know, I can just share from my own experience. It's interesting how, yes, we make the thoughts mean something. I'm not sure if us. you can hear me, but you've paused there for a sec. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can still hear you. Can you still hear me? <laughs> oh. Can you still hear me? So Kelly, if we want to wrap this up with a bow on top for people listening, because I know it's, it's deep. It's probably very novel for people to hear this. So how can we let that sink in? Like how, what can people do with that information? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I have what I call the somatic inquiry, which is those five parts and how to unravel it. And there's also what I call those three conscious practices, which, you know, the breath work, the meditation or, or stillness or body feeling, again, we can name it different things and inquiry. And they all work interchangeably with the somatic process or which is those five parts. Mm -hmm. So how we would you know, work with that would be, you know, actually starting with the body, what sensations am I noticing? And maybe I'll, I'll use a couple of examples. What sensations am I noticing in my body? So you might feel that stuckness, that overwhelm, you know, something's moving or just maybe we feel off that day, like just stopping and pausing what is going on in my physical body. You know, I, I never have anyone that can't say, or when I'm feeling activated or triggered or, you know, stuck, you know, I'm noticing that a heaviness in my chest or my breath starts going shallow or my hands start sweating. Like everyone can name something in their body that is going on. And so really pausing for a moment and noticing and being with that sensation, you know, you can even extend it further. Is there a texture a feeling or what other ones do you notice that when we pause and we follow the body, the body will lead us. Then you can go into, you know, if there's a particular part of your body that's feeling, you know, the majority of it, like just by taking that pause and being with the body and remembering that, that even if you just did that one thing, that's enough. Mm -hmm. However, if we want to go through all the steps, you know, you can, you know, maybe you notice something like my chest just feels really heavy right now and so just taking a few breaths you know that surrendered attention putting your intention and your attention into that heaviness in the chest and then noticing it you know is there emotion there am i you know if there was an emotion in that heaviness what might that that be and then just listen remember inquiry is more important than the answer because actually when you start even being open to hear what's going on in the body, it will start speaking to you. 
So maybe you ask the question for the first while you can't actually access an emotion. We don't want to intellectualize emotions. That's not going to help us, you know, break the cycle or really heal on a cellular level. So inquiry being that most important piece and then just noticing. And if they're more of a feeling, like I mentioned, where I, you know, there's a story attached to it, you know, just go deeper. So really acknowledge that maybe abandonment or betrayal, you know, and as you really breathe into that abandonment or betrayal, what emotion is in the center of that? You might notice sadness. It can layer through, you know, what we call deeper, darker type emotions to lighter, brighter. Just know that they're all emotion is like energy in motion. Something wants to be held and seen and validated. So could you just acknowledge without trying to fix, without trying to solve, without trying to make it mean something, just really honor and be with that emotion in that moment. Then the third is the narrative. So as you kind of spend a bit of time in the emotion and, and just to know, sometimes we just know we're pissed off, right? So if we notice that we're just like, we have an emotion that we can name and we can like we know what's going on, bring it back to the body, right? So we, the body is always the starting or the returning place. So if we're just like, I'm angry, <laughs> then it's like, hey, where are you noticing that anger in the body? And then cycle through that again. And then, you know, as you're experiencing anger in the physical sense in the body, what other emotion is in there? You know, so we can, you know, stay with those. Then further, we might be inquiring into, what am I making this mean? Or if this emotion had a voice, what would it want to say? Or, you know, what thoughts am I noticing at the same time? You know, sometimes we notice we get into these sticky places and it's like, maybe it's like this repeated, I'm not enough or this repeated, no one's, you know, I, no one, I feel alone. No one's here to help me. You know, we'll, we'll have some core beliefs that will cycle through often. So it might be like these narratives that you notice that are just consistently through these sticky areas of life. So you can ask what's truer, what's truer than I'm not enough. What's truer than I'm alone, mm. you know, and write these down, you know, like get compassionately curious, follow the, you know, line of inquiry through deeper levels of truth, because something wants to be revealed remember that the narrative and as it is that belief or the meaning we've attached will keep us cycling through so get compassionately curious about that narrative and what's truer maybe even whose thoughts are these maybe we like experience that you know these are thoughts that I heard my mom say all the time yeah. so just getting compassionately curious and using you know inquiry and then you can actually inquire what am I really needing right now? And just listen, the mm -hmm. body will tell you. And then how can I meet that need? That's that really important second part to the need. How can I meet that need? Because we could say, oh, we need this, but then we could stay in a victim narrative. Like, yep, I need this and it's not being met, you know? Yeah. But when we go to that next level of how can I meet it, then we are stepping into this place of, you know, a, a more conscious awareness that I can actually meet these needs this way. Even if the victim part is still there, there's, you know, something that gets worked out when we feel empowered to meet those needs. And then if you actually take more steps to actually meet those needs, you know, that's the really key piece. And then, you know, it's like, how does that feel? What is there to be, you know, as you meet those needs, 
what are you noticing? That's the receiving, that's that fifth piece, yeah. the gift that's in it. Mm-hmm. You know, how, you know, if you were to really meet those needs and feel filled up on the inside, you know, how will that change your experience of maybe the struggle or the scenario? How does that impact your children? How does it impact your relationship? Or how does that impact your, your work in the world? Changes mm-hmm. everything. Like yeah. you said, everybody's off the hook suddenly. Yeah. You're not looking somewhere else to be whole. You are mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. no. I often, <laughs> yeah, I often say you are who you are searching for and nothing yeah. more. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful way to end this. Thank you for sharing how to sort of navigate this when you're in the thick of it. But if people are wanting to dive deeper, if, if, uh, how can they find you? Where can we find you? What's the best way? And I will put those in the show notes. Okay, great. Yes. My website is the other side of average.com. If you want to learn a little bit more, um, about some of the courses, the retreats, I mean, coming into immersive experiences. Um, yeah, it's so incredibly powerful. <laughs> the amount of healing, as you mentioned, and I hear that often, oh my God, where I did like four sessions with you was like more work than 20 years of counseling. Yeah. So, you know, these immersive experiences are, are really deep work. Um, as far as my email, you can find me at Kelly spelt with one L and an I. So K E L I at the other side of average or on social media. And mostly I don't really, I'm not a big social media person. However, I mostly am on Instagram, which is at the other side of average. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. And I'll have to have you another time because we didn't even talk about breath work which is something so powerful so we'll do a part two to this so we can dive into the world of breath work to get into the body so thank you for sharing your wisdom with Mm. us today Thank, thank you vanessa yeah it's just such a such a pleasure to you know work with you and i'm i'm excited you know, for the, the, now I'm actually starting to work with you. I'm going on a liver cleanse. Yeah. Up soon. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. I'm forcing Kelly into her body. She was, she is going to feel the anger that's trapped in her liver. <laughs> because, yes. That uh, also happens. Lots of curious inquiry when we're on the detox, that's for sure. Yeah. So, and and I, I get so much like, you know, I've, I've that's actually, you know, outside of my childhood being that natural progression into this sort of work. Um, it actually was a point where in my teens, letting go of it and working in the corporate world, and it was my body stopped me dead in my tracks. And that was actually that critical turning point that all of us might have when something, you know, this wake up call that brought me back to my practice, back to my, my roots. And it was working with dis-ease in my body and yeah, I've been through many different cleanses and detox and all the goodness that you offer. And it's, it really is another, you know, huge part of, you know, our, our step into wholeness. Yeah. It's all intertwined. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you again for part two. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds good. Are you tired of being tired? If you are, if this speaks to you in your core, well, 
let me tell you about the Energy Upgrade Coaching Program. This is my acclaimed hybrid coaching program where not only do we get to work one-on-one, but you also become part of the sacred container where I teach a one-hour masterclass once a week, empowering you with all the knowledge that you need to know to make better decisions for your health. In this program, I help you heal at a deeper level. I help you uncover the root cause of your symptoms, and I help you finally reconnect with your body so that you can remember your power. You can go inwards. We can remove the layers that don't serve you anymore. And my approach is less is more. So it's not about adding more things, but really realigning, reconnecting with what truly feeds your soul and gives you energy so that slowly but surely you can start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel again. This is a six-month coaching container. I have a wonderful holistic nutritionist in my team as well that you get to meet every month. And she provides deeper additional support on the nutritional aspect, because let's face it, at the end of the day, it's all about the daily choices that you make. So we're here with you every step of the way to help you win. And if on top of that, you get access to me 24-7 because I know how it feels when you get stuck and you have to wait for your next appointment before getting unstuck. I don't want that for any of you. That's why I give you access to me all the time. So when you need more encouragement, when you feel like celebrating a big milestone, when you're at the grocery store feeling lost, not knowing what to buy, You can just send me a picture, send me a text. I'll be right there with you. I'm your accountability buddy, and I want you to win. You can join the Energy Upgrade anytime. This program just runs continuously. You can join every month. I open a very few select spots because I want this program to remain small so I can be there with you and provide you the support that you deserve to heal and finally feel like yourself again. If this speaks to you, if you're curious to know if this could be a good fit, let's connect. You can book a free 15-minute connect call with me to apply and to learn more, get to know more about my approach and for me to get to know more about some of the symptoms that are holding you down and making sure that the energy upgrade is perfect for you. You can find the link to my calendar in the show notes And I cannot wait to connect with you, my friend, and help you get more energy once and for all. The information shared on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't provide any medical advice. Vanessa Grotman does not cure, diagnose, or treat disease. Please consult your physician before trying any new protocol or product. 